I'm Stephen McWhorter, and you're listening to Build the Kingdom Podcast. Real question, do you want Jesus to return? Seriously, do you want him to come again? It's interesting because some will say, yes, come now, because this world is a mess, and I just want it to end, get me out of here. And I get it, because just this past week in Nashville, Tennessee, at Covenant School, there was another school shooting where six people were fatally shot. Three of them were nine-year-old children. And when I hear that, because I have an eight-year-old, when I hear that, my heart breaks. And I can get saying, come, Lord, this is horrific. Just come. But on the other side, you'll have people that'll say, no, don't come now. There are people that have to be saved. Do you want them to go to hell? Do you want them separated from God? What about my family? I can understand both sides of this. The question is, what does God want? Does he want Jesus to return? And does he want us to long for it and pray for it? In this episode, I hope to clear up misconceptions we have and hopefully get our hearts aligned with the heart of God when it comes to the return of Jesus. Like, what does the Bible say? What does God want? Many of you might know, uh, I wrote a song called Come Jesus Come some years back at the beginning of the pandemic. And just like many at that time, I was like, what is going on, God? And in a time of worship where I was just pressing to the Lord and I had the Bible open to Revelation 22, verse 17, where it says, the spirit and the bride say, come. In that moment, I realized the spirit of God is crying out for Jesus to return. And he wants to cry out through his bride as well. This is something the Spirit of God is longing for, the return of Jesus. And in that moment, I was like, oh, wait, I'm really not good at this. Like, I really stink at wanting you to return. I hardly ever think about it. I mean, I sing about your the cross. I sing about your grace, all these things, but I don't ever think about you returning. And this is apparently pretty important. It's one of the last things written in the entire Bible is it says, come Lord Jesus. This is one of the last things that you're pointing out to us in your word, God. This must be very important to him. So I begin to press in and I begin to ask him, what do you want me to sing, God? What do you want me to sing to you? And the lyrics begin to come, you know, sometimes I fall to my knees and pray, come Jesus, come. Let today be the day. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to break but I'm holding on to a hope that won't fade. And then come, Jesus, come. We've been waiting so long for the day you return to right every wrong. We need you right now. Come and turn this around. For deep down I know this world isn't home. Come, Jesus, come. Now, I feel pretentious reading those lyrics like that. But really, in that moment, I wasn't thinking I'm writing a good song. I was just trying to sing something to God something that I knew was on his heart. And it began to change mine. And I started seeing all these misconceptions I had, which is, I don't want you to return right now, Jesus, because I am building something with my life. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Could you let me just finish it? And if you're a church, you're like, you know, don't come right now, Jesus. We got a building plan we're working on, lots of cool things. As if what I want and what we want is so much better than what he longs for with his return. In Revelation 
21.4. He will be their God and they will be his people, right? And it says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. That sounds really good, right? I mean, that sounds amazing. But imagine being the parents of these children who have been killed in these shootings. Imagine being the husband or wife of a spouse that has died. And you hear this verse in 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. That is hope. That is something to really want. But what about the early church? Did they long for Jesus' return? Did the disciples want Jesus to come again? Well, we see time and time again, verses like Philippians 3.20 that says, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. I mean, think about it. For the disciples, Jesus wasn't just some idea. He was their friend. They longed to see him again. They missed him. If we're going to be longing for Jesus to return, we're also going to be on the lookout for it. And this is very biblical. You know, Jesus even said himself in Matthew 24, 42, therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. You don't know. I'm not saying it's today, it's tomorrow. And I'm not saying you're going to make it happen by praying, but it's that you're meant to pray for it. Now, what about those who say, I just want this to end. I'm ready, Jesus. This place is a mess. I'm miserable. Let's get it done. You know, <laughs> listen, there's a reason why you're still here, why you're on this side of eternity. You're meant to bring the kingdom through your life. You're meant to lead others to Jesus through your love for him and for them. First Corinthians 1, 7 through 8 says, now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly, there it is again, wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. He's giving you what you need to live here now and to be his son, his daughter, to be light in the dark. And from eternity, you'll see just how important you are here. You know, with the release of the song, Come Jesus Come, to social media platforms, I saw a big jump in it, and I saw a conversation start happening in the comment section around the return of Jesus. I mean, we've had 3 million views of this song on things like TikTok and Facebook, stuff like that. And inevitably, the, the thing that'll pop up in the feed is something like, stop being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And let me just say that that phrase is not from the Lord. <laughs> because if you read a verse like Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sets in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Ooh. This is literally coming right at 
the phrase, you'll be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And it's saying, nope, you can only be so heavenly minded, you're more earthly good. Because when your mind is seated where Christ is seated in heaven, you love people better. And what about these people that you are fearful will not be saved if we pray for Jesus to return? You want them to be saved. But the question is, don't you think God wants them to be saved more? Don't you think he cares more about them than you do? I mean, he's already come and died for all of mankind. He cares about these people even more than you. Listen to this verse in 2 Peter 3, 9, talking about the return of Jesus. He says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but he wants everyone to repent. When you pray for Jesus' return, you're literally praying that everyone that is going to be saved will be saved. When you long for Jesus to return, you start building things that can only go with you into his return. You start investing in a love for people and a love for God, and you stop worrying about the temporary. You know, honestly, this longing for Jesus' return made me start loving people around me so much that it's also what led me to even more evangelism, where I started going on all these social media platforms. And as of right now, we've seen almost 29,000 people come to Jesus on these platforms, on social medias, because I believe that the only thing that goes with me into eternity is people and loving them towards the return of Jesus, building things that matter towards the return of Jesus. You stop wasting your time on the things of this world in a way that it's where your heart is invested. And listen, I am convinced a mature believer is someone who really understands what it means to long for Jesus to return. Because I believe that the Lord sees that and says, okay, now he gets it. Now she gets it. There is going to be greater levels of favor opened up for them to advance the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about health and wealth. I'm saying God is going to open things up for you for the fullness of your destiny because you now are starting to want something that is very important to the heart of God. So let me pray for you. Jesus, I love you. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. I want to want you to return more and more each day. And in a way where I'm loving people better here on this side of eternity, because I know you're going to come and I want people to know you. And thank you that you are patient, that you will not let one person perish that is not going to come to you. You're not going to let one person perish that you know is coming to you. You won't do it. You're faithful. You love them even more than I do. I put it all in your hands, Lord. And I say, thank you for being the God who sees and cares. Thank you for being the God who will return again. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Stephen McWhorter. Until next time, you've been listening to Build the Kingdom podcast.